Welcome back. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Ishes. Hi. I missed you. I love the interviews, but I, you know, don't get my one-on-one time with you guys, and I miss it, babe. I miss it. Does that make me, like, self-centered? Is that narcissistic? I don't know. Maybe that I think my points are the best points. Not that the other people don't have good points. Not saying that. But I feel like my my messaging, you know, doesn't get across in the same way that I want because I'm still kind of like fighting the line of how to express myself through my interviews. I think that I have this like complex, right, that I feel that... I'm not good enough. Like my answers aren't good enough. I know we're fucking shocked as if we haven't heard me say that 700,000 fucking times on this goddamn show. But I feel like especially because I've been talking to older, wiser, more educated people than me that I just like don't feel like smart enough. I don't feel like my opinion matters enough to really insert my beliefs into their conversation as if it's not like our conversation, which I think is so fucking funny, but it's like making it so that I don't get my point across in the way that I would like to as much or as freely as I could when I'm just, you know, having some little cute one-on-one issue to issue time like I am with you guys right now. So... The biggest thing for me that's been going on recently is this like forcing a relationship type of deal. And that's not a lately thing. That's been an always thing for me. And when I say relationship, I don't just mean romantic relationship. I mean friendships as well. Just like relationship in any way, shape or form, especially because I've moved to a new city. I've been here for like six months now and I don't have an raging amount of friends. To be honest with you guys, though, you are all the friends that I need. And I know that might sound fucking sad. But I I don't know. I don't like friends. I don't like them. Like I love the friends that I have, but I used to want to be a person that had these like huge amount of friends and like I could have like a group of friends. That was a big thing. Like when I was young, like I never understood why I couldn't just have a core group of friends. I think I've talked to you guys about that in the past, to be honest, like that. I just didn't understand why I couldn't have a core group of friends and like why like I I don't know. I just thought that that would be so fun to be able to hang out with some of them or all of them or, you know, everybody like just having like a little girl group, you know, like I think that that would be a fun thing. But I just I'm not really into that anymore. I don't really have a desire to try to make people happy. I feel like when you have a big group of friends there's always some sort of like issue that happens or someone's talking shit or someone's upset about something or, you know, somebody ends up not liking the other person. That's a fucking one that I feel like happens all the time to me is that like we'll have a group of friends and then all of a sudden two of them don't get along anymore. And then I'm the bad guy because I'm trying to like still not be a dick because that person didn't do anything to me. I don't know. It's happened like my whole life, though. I don't. It's so fucking annoying. So like I just don't have time for that kind of effort, you know, and I just don't think relationships are supposed to be that hard. I think that if you want to have friends or you want to be in a relationship, you can open yourself up to that idea. You can put intention behind that idea. You can put yourself in situations that you are more likely to gain friends or get a relationship 
and, you know, put yourself out of your comfort zone in that way that you might have to push yourself to do things that, you know, you don't really feel like doing. In the beginning, though, I don't think that it should be something that you're consistently working really hard at. And when I say in the beginning, honestly, I would go as far as to say like as short as one month. Even that feels kind of long. I feel like if you are trying to fit something into your life, like fit a whatever that's it, round round peg into a square hole, it's not for you, babe. Like it's not for you. It shouldn't be confusing. It shouldn't be complicated. It shouldn't be like you're trying to manipulate shit in your life in order to fit it into theirs and so that you can keep a relationship with them. It's not supposed to be that complicated. Like if you want to go like with a relationship, okay? Every time I've been in a relationship, it just like happens. Like you start talking and then you just keep talking and then you're dating. And it was never this like back and forth. Does he like me? Does he not like me? Why is he acting like that? What does he really mean? Why isn't he texting me back? It was never like that in the relationships that I like ended up staying in for a significant amount of time. It has been like that in every other way that I've talked to a guy, any other way that I've been in a like situationship that it's back and forth like that, that's how it is. And it never lasts because I'm like sitting here like obsessing and trying to figure out how to get them to talk to me or why they're not talking to me or what I could be doing better or what I did that made them not like me. And there's like all of these factors that play into it that make it so fucking confusing and complicated. And it's just not supposed to be that way, man. It's just not. It's it, the same thing with like friends that like if I'm constantly sitting here trying to like force myself to reach out to you to listen to shit that I don't fucking care about. I'm sorry. Maybe that makes me an asshole, but I don't fucking care to hear about your entire life and for you to never ask me about mine. And when I do tell you about mine, it seems like boring or just like uninteresting to you. I just feel that it just isn't supposed to be like pulling teeth to make conversation either. Let me give you a little example. So like I said, I moved here six months ago. I've been trying to make some friends. I was hanging out with these two girls that I had met. They asked me if I wanted to go do music bingo with them. So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I am not going to lie to you guys. I was dreading that from the moment I woke up. (laughs) It was at like eight o'clock that night from the moment my eyes popped open. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go. Like I said yes, because I knew that I should. I knew that I should say yes. I knew that, you know, I should be making friends and going out and spending time with other females, other people, and that it would be good for me in order to do that. And I just, oh my God, I did not want to go. I did not want to go and have to interact. As I've said to you guys so many times, I don't fucking like small talk. I don't like surface level relationships. I don't like to do that kind of shit. And so I was dreading it. All right. But that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. I was sitting there like going back and forth with myself in my head being like, well, don't stop shooting yourself. If you don't want to do it, then you shouldn't have to do it. But I, you know what? I did. I did have to do it. And when I went, I had a good fucking time. And when I left, I felt so proud of myself and so good about myself that I went and I did that. We even made plans to go the next week. Those plans fell through, but that's okay because I think maybe we might go again eventually. But it didn't, as much as it felt like pulling teeth to make conversation, it was just because it was new. It wasn't because like I didn't enjoy their company. The more that I spend time, 
you know, trying to develop that relationship, maybe it gets better. Maybe it doesn't. But maybe we do become good friends, you know, but you don't know unless you put yourself in those situations. So I think that like in these first couple weeks, it's fine to feel that way. It's that if it never gets better, if I make plans with them and I still feel like I'm dreading going, if I still feel like I'm pulling teeth to make conversation, if I still feel like I can't be myself or open up to them. And I think that's another thing that plays into it, too. Like I would actively be reminding myself the whole time I was there to just relax, to just be myself, that I don't have to put on a show for anybody. Because when I first make these plans, my initial thought is like, oh, I could be anybody I want. But like, I could just be me. (laughs) I could just, you know, hang out and be myself and not have to like over act or or over effort, you know, anything. I, I, I also think like I don't have to be responsible for holding the entire conversation. They can talk to me too and I can respond and you know play equal parts to that but anyways my point is is there are times that you have to you know push yourself out of that comfort zone make it be a little bit more intentional but it shouldn't last I have also made two friends that I fucking love fucking love them okay they're like honestly some of our best friends me and my boyfriend's best friends the only reason that I was in the position to meet them was because my boyfriend and I were at a bar, we were playing shuffleboard and they came up and tried to steal our fucking shuffleboard. And my boyfriend was like, do you guys want to play together? And we played together and we just really got along. We actually, for some weird freak reason, are from the very same area of Chicago. And so like that connected us and we just had a lot of things in common. And we have honest to God spent almost every weekend with them since we met them like a few months ago. And it's just never been like a serious effort. It's never been like, you know, at first it was at first, you know, I'm a person that doesn't necessarily talk right away. Like if you meet me in person, I'm like, I don't know, it takes me a couple times to really open up to you and feel comfortable having conversation. So like the first two times that we hung out with them after that initial time, it took a couple drinks to fucking start talking. It took, you know, just like some interaction to just warm up to them. And now I swear to God, I can be 100% myself with those people. We go over to their house. We lay on their couch and watch movies. We have game nights. We go to take trips. We go and, you know, we, we go out to dinner together. Like we, I've met, I just met one of their moms. Like we, it's just suddenly this like super in-depth relationship. And that's like, again, how my relationships that have worked out have been that it's just not that complicated. It just like happens, you know? And so I'm sick of trying to like make relationships happen just because I want friends, even the relationships that I've already had. Like my, I called my best friend from home the other day and her and I just bullshitted. I'm FaceTime for like an hour just for no reason we didn't have anything but it's just so easy to talk to her no matter how much time is spent apart it's just easy to have a conversation with those people my best friend from college her she just sent me a gift for my birthday and like we sit on FaceTime and we talk about it and we text about it and I don't know like she supports Wellis she listens to this regularly what's up bitch how's it going (laughs) I don't know I just think that it's not that complicated like people make it so hard because they want so badly to have this like wonderful life filled with relationships and they think that they're supposed to have them but it just isn't that serious and it doesn't have to be that hard if things are supposed to be in your life they will be so again opening yourself up and putting yourself into the situations that will allow that to happen but it doesn't have to be so intense and 
structured and like you're forcing shit in your life because essentially you're not going to be happy with that. It's just trusting the process that the effort doesn't have to be this like severely intense thing. Honestly, kind of like self-improvement. I am sick of feeling like a self-improvement project. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm over it. I feel like I did that for years and years and years. And the issue isn't trying to improve yourself. Obviously, hi, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer that you should be trying your best to, you know, become the best version of yourself and gain knowledge and learn and grow and, you know, actively put intention behind how to become a better version of yourself or how to behave in the way that aligns with the person that you want to be. I don't think I really need to explain that I believe in that. But I'm sick of feeling not enough through self-improvement. I am very much a person that thinks and analyzes everything. (laughs) Everything, dude. And so I do that so often with self-improvement that I, you know, think, well, this isn't in line. This isn't how this is supposed to be. This isn't according to my plan. This doesn't fit into this image that I've fucking painted about being the best version of myself. And then I think that those things aren't supposed to be there. But you can't predict how life is going to play out. The only thing that you can control is how you think about it and react to it and internalize it and live with it. And I have heard you can only control yourself you can't control other things for like my whole life but hi I'm a fucking control freak so I needed to like really continuously work on that and it took truthfully years to actually understand how to apply that I could understand that concept but I could not practice it to save my goddamn life I feel like just recently I've been able to like really hone in on what that entails And if you're anything like me, a control freak, you're trying to do anything and everything that you can to get yourself to this heightened, aligned version of yourself. And it almost becomes an obsession. It's like everything that you do, the people you let in your life, the way that you execute your day to day. Like I would be upset that my days didn't look like a fun Instagram feed. I didn't like that my relationship didn't look like a Nicholas Sparks novel. I would be upset that I wasn't out on a boat with friends. I became obsessed with the idea that I had to be a doer instead of a beer, which you heard on last week's interview from Dr. Tafelski that women are ingrained to be these doers. And like as much as I think, you know, that's probably true, I also just like it's even hard for me to say to you guys that I need to be less of a doer because it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like I'm going to get anywhere in life by not being a doer. How am I supposed to achieve these things that I want? Self-improvement, life improvement, you know, career improvement, relationship improvement, anything. How am I supposed to do those things without taking action? But it's not about not taking action as much as it is being in the moment and taking the next action that feels right, allowing life to play out and happen and making decisions based on those things rather than trying to like fucking control how everything plays out for you. 
because it's just not realistic. You're not going to be able to do that and you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So if I can be more of a beer and just appreciate the moment that I'm in, it makes me feel like I'm actually going where I want to go and I'm actually able to appreciate the self-improvement things that I have accomplished instead of constantly trying to be on the path of the next best self-improvement thing and be better than I was before and focusing on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and being better, 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 better. I like never have time to like sit back and appreciate the progress that I have made. I think the big thing here is not that you shouldn't be focused on self-improvement, but that you shouldn't be focused on it as if it's a place to be. It's not a place to be. It's not ever going to be a destination that you reach because you're always just going to be living in the now. You've never not lived in the now. We think about shit that's happened to us before. Mostly for me personally, I think about this like future destination, this threshold that I'm going to one day cross, this way that my life is going to one day magically look like. But I never wake up one day and say, I've made it. Here's the day. It's always just the now. I'm just always like step by step by step in this now space. So we have to find a way to be in that now and appreciate that now and and have the things that we want now because I'm just always fucking going to be disappointed because I never end up in that now unless I decide to be in it. Unless I decide to accept that this is the way that I want to be and I can trust that I will continue to improve that way and add things into my life that I want but allowing my dream life to be my now I saw a post actually not that long ago that said you can decide today that you want to be whoever you want that you can wear your makeup differently that you can dress differently that you can start speaking up for yourself yada 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 like goes on with like all of those types of things And so I thought like, wow, yeah, it really is that simple. Like you really could just like wake up and be whoever the fuck you want. But then I was like, but why is it not that easy? Because it's not. It's fucking not. And like you see stuff like that all the time that are like, yeah, you just wake up and be that girl, babe. Like you got this shit. And like it's just not like that. It's it's more complicated because you have these like habits and routines and perceptions and perspectives that have all been ingrained into you for so long. You can't just wake up one day and fucking erase all of that. Like you have these ideas of the ways that you behave and what potential consequences could happen if you behave in those ways that you can't just pick up one day and fucking change those things. But you can pick up one day and make the decision to start implementing them. Like with the example of speaking up more, you can go out into the world. You can wake up and say, you know what? I want to be somebody that speaks up more. And you can go to Walmart and you can see someone stealing something and you can be like, hey, don't do that. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just fucking picking things up. Don't do that because it's probably me stealing something from Walmart. Fuck big corporations. (laughs) But my point is, is like you can make those changes in a day and you could prove to yourself that you are able to make those changes and you can create new perspectives and new ideas of what consequences would be if you were to act in certain ways and build these new ideas, this new knowledge, this new experience in order to 
create those changes, but it's not something that's going to be night and day. I swear when I enter more of this being mentality, it honestly frees up space in my head to begin to enjoy things in my life that I really like instead of fucking hating everything that I do and everything feels like a chore and I feel like swamped and like I don't have time for anything when really realistically I do have a lot of time to do what I want and to live my life how I want it because I've created a space for myself in order to live that kind of life but haven't given myself the opportunity to enjoy it because I'm so crowded in my brain. My brain is so overwhelmed with shit that it makes everything feel like a task, including making time for like relationships. Like the other day when I called my friend, we don't FaceTime that often. Since I've moved here, we haven't FaceTimed all that often. And it felt so good to just call her and be like, hey, what's up? And I felt good about doing that. I felt good about talking to her. I felt like I was actually tending to a relationship that I care about. And I was happy about it. And I was happy that I didn't feel like I had to waste my time or take time out of my life or not have to or have to sacrifice something else in order to fit her into my schedule because that might have been how I felt in the past. But since I've been able to be more of a beer instead of a doer and just appreciate where I am and still taking these doing steps, it, it opens me up to my life a little bit more. It's this level of self-trust that you have to have. And I think that's something that I struggled with for a really long time was this self-trust because I did shit that I felt embarrassed by, that I felt didn't align with the person that I wanted to be, that lowered my vibration. I fucking hate that stuff, but like, you know what I mean? Like it, it did things to me that didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel like the kind of person that I want it to be viewed as even by myself. But you don't actually have to trust anybody. <laughs> Maybe that's like the most toxic fucking advice. But you don't, for real. You just have to trust yourself. And sure, work on your trust issues. Don't make other people feel like shit. That's not what I'm fucking saying. I'm saying like, you won't be making other people feel like shit. You won't be making other people feel like you don't trust them because you're going to trust yourself enough to know that you'll be able to handle whatever situation comes your way, that you'll be able to deal with it in the way that you best see fit at that time. And I feel like that's been my issue is that like with self-trust is that I will say that to myself like, okay, if my boyfriend's cheating on me or if he does cheat on me, I'll be fucking good because I know that I don't want to deal with that, blah, blah, blah. Or actually, maybe that's not even a good example. Maybe it's like something like, what if I just don't really like him anymore? Something that is not so set in stone that's easy to say, this is the reason why I'm leaving you. It's a situation that like, let's say you just start to fall out of love with each other, okay? And I'm going to let the situation continue on as long as possible because that's just what I do. You know, I hold on to situations longer than I should be holding on to them. And I, not, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that's what I do. That's what I used to do. I would carry these relationships out, relationships or friendships out way longer than I should because, I mean, there could be so many reasons that I just like wanted to prove that I was good enough. I wanted to prove that I was right and other people were wrong, that the relationship wasn't bad. But so like that's where my self-trust issues start to come into play because I think, well, I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to get myself out of the situation. Using the example of falling out of love, like, okay, again, there's not this definitive reason for me to have left. 
And so it's hard for me to get the balls to leave. It's hard for me to know what to say or what to do in those situations or how to know that I'm ready or how to make that right decision. So what if I'm doing that now? What if I'm, you know, not doing things because I'm too scared or because I am settling or whatever your reasons are that you're fucking coming up with because I've done that in the past. But you have to, that's where self-forgiveness comes in. And I never understood really what that meant, forgiving yourself. Like I, again, it was a concept that I understood, but I didn't know how to practice. I feel like I'm able to understand that more because of this gaining self-trust that I have to be able to say, that's okay that I did that in the past. I didn't know then. I didn't know how to handle the situations and I didn't have the knowledge to execute the situation differently. I didn't have the emotional intelligence to execute the situation differently. I was at my capacity at that point. And now that I've been through other shit, I know how to handle it. And I know that I wouldn't put up with that stuff ever again. And that's where like the self-trust comes in that you know that you're making the right decision because you're doing it based on what you know at that time. Even like, okay, going back to like the cheating example, and beating yourself up with somebody that had, like, let's say, okay, let's say you are unsure about somebody. Let's say you're like, mm, could they be cheating on me? I don't know. It seems sketchy. And then you're like finding red flags. You're seeing things that aren't right, but you're ignoring it. You're making excuses for them. And then later on, you find out that they actually were cheating on you. And then you go, I'm such a fucking idiot. I should have listened to myself. I should have followed my intuition. I should have seen that. It's so obvious now, looking back in hindsight, I can see all of these things that are so clear. Why would I have held on to that for so long? But you can't. You can't fucking beat yourself up about shit that you didn't literally realize. Because what if you were wrong? What if they weren't cheating on you? What if they were, I don't know, planning a fucking surprise for you? I don't know. That's a bad example. But like... What if you were wrong? You did what you could with the intelligence that you had at that time. And because you know now, because you have new knowledge, yes, they are a cheater. It is confirmed. Now you look at all of those situations and say, oh, I was right there. I was right there. I was right there. I was right there. And then you can obviously take that a step further and say, okay, maybe I need to fucking figure that out and trust myself a little bit more. See, you were right. Instead of looking at it as a way to not trust yourself and looking at it in the perspective of like, damn it, like I can't trust myself because I don't make decisions there. You can say, look, at all of these situations that you had the opportunity to trust yourself and that you were right. It's confirmed now that you were right. So take that as a way of gaining trust for yourself and that you do know when you are not in a good situation. You do know when to make a different decision for yourself and you're going to be able to apply that in the future because you have that knowledge, but you wouldn't have had that knowledge if it wasn't confirmed that he was a cheater. But now, you can carry that through with you into the next relationship. And if you see something, you can know, okay, I feel the same way that I felt in that situation, which means that I'm probably right. And now I have that intelligence to get myself out of this situation. It's about accepting your imperfections and being able to turn around and look at the progress. Obviously, I had to be treated like shit in order to learn that that's not how I wanted to be treated. Now, that pisses me off. Like, I don't want to say that. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds fucked up. Like, oh, you have to be treated like shit in order to know that you shouldn't be treated that way. That's not true. But apparently, that's how it worked out for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's how my brain operated. And honest to God, it's always operated like that. Like, I've always had to, like, be proven wrong instead of somebody just telling me that, like, this isn't a good situation. I had to, like, see it with my own eyes. And that's just kind of the way I am. That's the way I operate. That's the way my mind works. And 
that's how like I want to be a person that can just say like oh nope you know what this isn't right for me I'm gonna leave at this first sign but that up to this point hasn't been who I am and that's okay because if I hadn't experienced that I wouldn't have known now the things that I know that I don't want to be treated like and for so long that made me feel so weak like that I had to you know be treated like shit in order to do this and I'm not a stronger person that is like a bad bitch that can just be like "Mm -mm, bitch I'm done but like whatever bro like that's just like not how that shit worked out for me and having this mentality brings me peace of mind that it wasn't for no reason that it was to teach me how I want to be treated and teach me what I don't want in a relationship so that I can better identify what it is that I do want I would love to be able to say that I always knew that stuff. I would love to be able to say like, yeah, I know exactly how I'm supposed to be treated and that's not the right way. And so away with you. I can't fucking deal with that. But obviously not because I let people treat me like shit. I obviously didn't know that at that time. And now I do. Now I have learned and now I can I can do that. So why fucking sit here and focus on the things that I did wrong. And so that means that I'm going to continue to do them wrong in my life. No, it's that (laughs) I know how to not be treated because I've already fucking gone through it several times, several fucking times, friends, relationships, whatever. I have allowed people to not treat me nicely. So I can continue to, instead of festering on that and saying like, okay, this next relationship, I'm going to be a dick or I'm going to prove them wrong or I'm going to continue with the relationship to prove that somebody thinks that I'm good enough. I just will continue to get better at cutting people off or at honestly just getting rid of relationships that I just don't feel aligned with the higher version of myself. It's about trusting yourself that you will learn and grow and you'll continue to have these new perceptions and better ideas and be able to handle things in a way that you used to not be able to handle them. I think a big thing with self-trust is trusting that you will be ready to take action on things when you're ready to take action on things. You can have ideas, you can think like, "Mm, maybe this isn't necessarily for me, but you're not ready to make a move or something hasn't happened in order for you to be like, okay, yeah, solidly, I can make this decision. And that's okay. I feel like there's this huge culture to cut people off. And the first red flag that you see, fucking run, can't deal with it. We don't have time for stupid assholes. We don't have time for people that are less than we deserve. And while that's true, I feel like the pressure of it kind of like is too much. It makes you feel inadequate and it makes you feel like you, I don't know, aren't doing things the way that you necessarily want to do them. And this is the big thing with like everybody sharing all of their shit on social media. We start to compare the way that we emotionally handle things to the way other people emotionally handle things. And there's no right way as long as you're doing what works best for you and you're not making yourself miserable. Because the truth is, you're going to do shit when you're ready to do shit. And you have to be able to trust that. You have to be able to trust that you don't need to follow this exact step-by-step way that other people handle their bullshit that happens in their life. If you're in a relationship, let's say that, you know, is toxic and you know this shit's toxic. This is how I was with my fucking ex. I knew that that shit wasn't gonna last like I always had like an end date on it I was like okay by my junior year we won't be dating anymore and honestly it wasn't long after that that we did end up breaking up just to by coincidence but I mean shit maybe it wasn't a coincidence maybe it was because that was in my head that that was like my ready time I don't fucking know but I didn't 
ever make the move in order for it to be done until I was ready to do that you know no matter how much he treated me like shit or anything like that the one day that I was like you know what dude I can't keep living my life like this I gotta let it go I gotta stop and we literally never talked again like we literally never interacted or entertained a relationship again because I was done I always was kind of butthurt about the fact that like he never chased me but I think it was because I was so set in stone. I was so clear with the decision that I made. I have a friend, okay, was in a really long relationship. He cheated on her and then just like straight up never fucking talked to her ever the fuck again, right? And no matter how much she cried, no matter how much pain she was in, oh my god. I I literally she's my fucking role model. <laughs> like she never called him. She never tried to go back to him because she, no matter, through her fucking tears, would always be like, I know I don't want to be with that person. I know I don't want to be with a person that treats me badly. And that's like the one thing that I know for sure. And if that doesn't like just scream the readiness to you, like that she was just so, she knew that she was making the right decision no matter how much it hurt her, but she did it because she was ready for it, you know? Like, cause I want to say sometimes you could, you need to rip yourself out of those situations. Sometimes we're in these relationships that are totally toxic and it's going to fucking suck, but you have to block their number and you have to get out of those situations. And, you know, maybe you do, but trust yourself a little bit. Trust yourself that you at least know what you're doing and will be ready to cut it off when you're going to be ready to cut it off and you don't have to compare it to how other people handle the situations or how other people tell you to handle the situation or you know you're gonna have to trust your emotional intelligence level and that right now maybe you're gonna look back at it and you're gonna be like damn I waited way too long but like I said earlier I don't like to think like that it gives me peace of mind to think okay I learned this lesson from going through that and with that lesson under my belt I know that I'm going to be able to handle x y and z situation in x y and z way in the future and instead of sitting here and beating myself up for allowing it to happen that way it's just not how I operate and I think that I have gotten a lot better at at removing people from my life quicker but it's been a skill that I've had to develop over time it wasn't something that just came naturally to me that I feel like it does for some people And that's okay. Like being able to fucking just accept it and move on and work with it compared to wasting all of this energy trying to be like, oh my God, why am I that way? Like, why can't I just fucking be better than that? Why can't I? What does this mean about me? It's just such a waste of time, such a waste of energy. And it just drags you down even more than the situation already is. Because it is important to ask yourself those questions like, was I doing it because I was just trying to prove that I was right? Was I doing it because I was just trying to prove that I was good enough because then I can work on those topics in general. But it just doesn't have to be this like serious in-depth shadow work bullshit that you have to like figure out. It, just accepting like, okay, yeah, like fuck, I, I don't handle things right all the time, you know? Kind of toxic, babe. It's fine. Can't handle everything perfect all of the time. Can't handle everything perfect even in the sense of like the way that you wish you were or the way that you want your highest self to be. It's just not the way that the cookie crumbles all the time, bro. It's just fucking not. That's life, all right? So instead of focusing the energy on what you wish you were like or what you wish you could do, just saying, okay, whatever. That's the way I fucking am. I trust that I'll be able to get myself out of situations in the future because I always have been able to. I'm not with those people anymore. You know, must have gotten myself out of that situation somehow. And I'm just going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep getting better at doing it. 
All right, Ishes. Honestly, right on cue, I have another interview for you guys next week with somebody who is a total fucking bad bitch. She is a inspirational speaker, but she has moved up the corporate ladder from the time she was 24 and has now become a CEO. It was just like so clear through the way that she talked, how confident and in control she was. So really good interview coming up for you guys next week. Do me a huge motherfucking favor. Rate and review the show. If we're friends, which we are, because you've been here this long, we're fucking friends now. Okay? That's the truth. That's where we're at. Rate and review the motherfucking show, please, for the love of God. (laughs) It helps me out so, so much. And it helps me continue to bring topics to you that make us just feel good about our wellish selves. Follow me on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish for all of the show updates that you could ever fucking need. And you can follow me on TikTok at Sarah Rittendale. I will talk to you ishes very soon. Love you so much. Bye.